Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome back to the NUFC Blogcast. We're here to preview the Brentford game. There's loads to talk about once again. We're back after the international break. We talked about the international uh, appearances for our players. As Bruno got a spring back in his step, we've got seven games in the next 23 days. It's the start of a huge week as we return to the Champions League, which we'll touch on as well. So, Ollie, loads to talk about on the NUFC Blogcast. <laughs> Oli, the international break is over. Newcastle are playing tomorrow and then we're in the Champions League on Tuesday. Are you excited? Yes, very. I mean, I'm a little bit nervous for tomorrow just because I feel like it's just a, a huge game on a few fronts, really. I mean, I don't want to put... Well, I kind of have just put a lot of importance on it, but I just I just kind of <laughs> sense okay. that... I kind of sense that after three straight defeats and some of the negativity that was was fair after the Brighton game... I just would worry if we put in a really poor performance here or or sort of lost, let's say. But I think if we're keeping a level head, I mean, yes, we have lost three in, in a row, but it was against City, Liverpool, Brighton, three really tough games. And I think over the past sort of 18 months, we've we've always sort of responded to setbacks. I know we didn't respond to the Liverpool setback at Brighton, and that was a bit of a concern because I think everyone was expecting a big performance there. And if anything, we our, our sort of heads dropped and we looked at anything but an Eddie Howe team. But... We've had a break. I know the break's not exactly ideal because a lot of those players who Howell will have wanted to work with have been away on international duty. But by the looks of it, people have, aside from Sandro Tonali, everyone's come back sort of fitting well. So, um, so yeah, I'm really hoping we bounce back and not just to get our Premier League form sort of back on track, but also to give us a bit of confidence ahead of the Milan game. Because that's, I mean, I think the Champions League is very separate to the Premier League. And I almost think even if we were struggling in the Premier League, we could see a Champions League game is a totally separate thing and it could sort of, it's a bit like teams who are struggling in the league and have a cup run. They can just sometimes, sometimes those cup competitions can actually sort of spark, spark good form in the league. But, um, but yeah, I really do think it would be important for us to not only get a win for the Premier League, but also to give us, give us a boost going into the Milan game. Yeah. Do you think in a, in a sense, the international break actually came at quite a good time for us? Potentially. I mean, I suppose it gave Eddie Howe a chance to reset and, work on things on the training ground. I mean, 
I suppose he's been able to work with the likes of Harvey Barnes and Anthony Gordon, Sean Longstaff. There's still there's still a fair few players there who I think will play tomorrow who he's had the chance to work with. And I suppose um, it just gives us a chance to reset, doesn't it, a little bit? Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm a bit I'm a bit mixed on this because I almost think is it better to get straight back at it and sort of if you have, if you have disappointment, you almost don't want two weeks to linger on and. Um, you, you're sort of chomping at the bit to get back and put things right, but but yeah, maybe maybe the break has done us good to just, I suppose, looking at someone like Sven Botman, it's given him a chance to recover. Um, so yeah, hopefully people come back refreshed and and ready to go again, because because yeah, the the way that Liverpool game ended and then the way our heads dropped at Brighton just wasn't like the Newcastle we've, we've come to know and love under Eddie Howe, was it? So, um, so yeah, let's hope it's done us some good. It's it's not done me any good. It's been so boring, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need for it back. everyone there. Yeah, yeah, we need it back. Um, uh, okay, well, let's crack on and get into it then. So, how can we watch it? When is it? Tell us the the important details. Yeah, so for anyone not going to St James's Park, it's a five thirty kickoff on Saturday. It was actually down for Sunday half four, but I think with the Champions League announcements, with us playing in Milan on Tuesday night, they've obviously brought it forwards to Saturday. So Saturday half five Sky Sports for anyone who's not going to be at St James's Park. So and yet another game on TV. Um, yeah, they're all on TV now, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, so what? Are, what are we? Th- I mean, you kind of touched on it there. What are we thinking going into this game? Are we, are we positive? Are we? Uh, what? Uh, would we be happy with a draw at this stage? I no, mean, no. What, what? No, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> what, what? What? What should we be thinking, Ollie? Well, to be honest with you, like I say, I think I think there's a natural like nervousness, the the, the fact we've lost three games in a row. But I think it's important to have some perspective. I know we've talked about this before that this perspective word's a bit of a dangerous one because we can't forever say, oh, look how far we've come. Like, don't worry, but this is this is how many points we were on last season because sometimes you have to look at it on a case-by-case basis. And that Brighton game, as, as good as Brighton are, it wasn't an acceptable performance. So I think people are almost nervous going into this thinking, I really hope we do not only bounce back from a performance perspective, but also get those points on the board because, I mean, we've talked about it in sort of, before the season that this season is going to be tougher than last with us balancing the Premier League, the Champions League cup competitions. Um, so it's always, always going to be a tough season, but at the same time, we don't just want to accept that this season is going to be tough and therefore we're not going to finish in Europe again. Like we really want to get back in the top six. I know the top four is going to be really tough, but we want to, we want to be back in Europe again next season. I know it's early days, but we, we want to kind of build momentum again and you've got to start picking up points really, don't you? And I think we're now entering a run where we've got a lot of winnable games. I mean, you mentioned that we've got seven games in the next 23 days. I mean, two of those are Champions League games against AC Milan and PSG. One of them's a, a Carabao Cup game against Man City. So all of those are tough. But the next four Premier League games, I mean, you look at them, it's, there's Brentford at home, there's Sheffield United away, Burnley at home and West Ham away. Now, there is a couple of tough ones. There. I mean, West Ham away will be tough and Brentford, I've had a little look. They, they're unbeaten in the last 11 games. So they're also a good team. But if you look at that run compared to our first four games, this feels like a run where if we can beat Brentford, if we can go to Milan and pick up a good result, suddenly then you'll start and feel the positivity come back. We could go to Sheffield United and win. And do you know what I mean? We want to almost get the ball rolling again. And Because um, as we saw last season, once once Eddie Howe's sort of Newcastle United get going again, we can be a bit of a a force, can't we? Whether it's the atmosphere or the intensity of the players and things like that. So, um, so yeah, I, I think I'm just like, I'm not anxious because I've lost faith in the team. I'm just really anxious to see sort of the team pick up points again and the positivity to come back because 
the only thing we I think we we spoke about this in recent podcasts. It wasn't wasn't great to see some of the like really over the top negativity on social media. It was it was there in part after Man City. It was there quite a lot after the Liverpool game, and then obviously deservedly in some respects it was there after Brighton. So I think. I think yeah, we just. I think I'm just really keen to see us to see us get back to winning ways, really. And yeah, it'd be great, off. wouldn't it? It would be yeah. great if like we've all been away, we've all had an international break. We, you know, the chat has died down a bit, not not completely, and yeah. then we all just come back positivity, positivity. Yeah. Let's flip and smash Brentford at home and get back on track before we go to Milan on Tuesday. Because I just do think that, like you said, if we lose against Brentford or something, you know, we'll perform poor performance, even a draw. We go into the Milan game and it's just nervous, you know, it's just nervous. Yeah. I know we've kind of got, we're, in a sense, we've got nothing to lose at that, at that stage away against Milan. But still, if we win, the positivity going into Milan will be brilliant. Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? Because I think the thing is, we this Champions League campaign, we're back after 20 years away. If there was a if, if there was a sort of negative result or negative performance on, on Saturday against Brentford, suddenly there'd be that fear going into the Milan game of, oh, I really hope we don't get beaten again. And you'd be kind of going in, not with that fearless excitement, you'd be going in kind of thinking, oh, can you imagine if we lose again? And and obviously this this comes with the territory of losing games, but I just don't want to see this sort of talk sport, is Eddie Howe's job at risk? I don't want to see any of that. Do you know what I mean? I, I want us just to people to get level heads again, for us to be back winning games of football and for, for things to be positive again. So um so yeah, fingers crossed that all can all start on Saturday, and I think it will. I'm I'm confident we're going to beat them. So, so yeah, let's bring it on. Good, good, good. And we'll we'll come to our predictions uh, a bit later on. But first of all, any injury updates on like Sven Botman team news, Eddie Howe presser? I mean, what what's the latest news as we head into this game? Yeah, so there's been some good news actually this morning from Eddie Howe. So he said that Sven Botman's trained this week. Um, he said fingers crossed. We'll see how he feels today. But when I look back at what Eddie Howe says in a press conference, if he says a player's trained all week and we'll see how they are today, that's basically him saying they're fine. But obviously he's refusing to confirm they're definitely fit because why would he tell Brentford that Sven Botman's definitely playing? Do you know what I mean? It yeah, wouldn't yeah, of course. It wouldn't really benefit them. So so it's good news on Botman. I'm almost certain he'll play. I mean, I think if you remember early last week, he put a, a post on Instagram saying back soon with like a fire yeah. emoji or something. So yeah, yeah. I don't think he posts that if he's expecting to miss a game almost two weeks later. So... I think Botman's going to be back, which is great. With Tonali, he's a doubt, but I think the update from Howe was more positive than I thought it might have been. So you might have people might listen, might have seen that earlier in the week Tonali pulled out of Italy's game against Ukraine on I think it was Tuesday night. And obviously from then there was concerns: is he going to miss Brentford? Is he going to miss Milan next week? And even be out for a period of time, which with Joe Willock already injured, we really didn't want to see. Um, mm. Especially when Tonali's been one of our best midfielders, if not the best midfielder this season. So anyway, um, on Tonali, he said that he felt his thigh in training with Italy. He's come back and had a scan. There's a slight injury, but it's nothing serious or anything that's going to keep him out for a length of time. So he said, we'll wait and see whether he's available for this weekend. So I think if it was a bad one where he's going to miss any length, well, obviously how would have said there, ruled out of this weekend, it's not looking good, things like that. But to me... From what, reading what Howe said there, there's an outside chance he plays this weekend. But if I had to guess, we won't take a risk this weekend and it'll be it'll be Longstaff against Brentford and maybe Tonali in for Milan. Um, but that's me guessing. So that okay. was um, that was positive. Elliot Anderson pulled out of the Scottish squad with a, a knock apparently and Eddie Howe said he's fine. Um, with Joe that's Willett, just because he wants to play for England, Ollie. I was going to say, I mean, I was reading some reports a few days ago saying that Apparently, Elliot Anderson, as soon as he got into the Scottish camp, he didn't really he feel like he'd rushed his decision to play for them, and he wasn't really sure that he fit in. And I think he, 
I almost took it as did he withdraw because he just didn't have any intention of playing for them and actually a knock was a convenient way from pulling out to call it a knock but who knows I don't know but he's he's fine and then with Joe Willock apparently he's he's been in Spain over the past week just recovering I know he initially had a hamstring injury but then it came out after the Brighton game that he picked up an Achilles problem so I think Howe said almost two weeks ago that he'd be out for six weeks so it's probably another month until Willock's back but um Okay. But yeah, I really hope he can be back soon. Not just for, not just so he gets a good taster of the Champions League, which he deserves. But he just gives our midfield something different, doesn't he? He's like, mm. he's he's pace with the uh, sort of you can really run at pace with the ball. He he always yeah, gets ball ca- ball car- carrying ability is is frightening. Yeah. He's rapid. He's I think it's quite underrated how quick he is, and also getting in the box. And I know he missed a few chances last season, but I really thought this could have been a big season for Willock. So if, I really do hope. Not just for the sake of us playing seven games in twenty-three days and obviously needing all all the people we can get, but I just for his sake, I really hope he can get fit and play a big part in the Champions League because he's a big player for us when he's fit, isn't he? Yeah, long staff in the San Siro, eh? I'll be there. Looking forward to that. We'll be doing a, a preview for Milan. I'll be uh, recording from Milan if if everything works uh, on Monday, so we'll be releasing that, and uh, I will be. I, I'm kind of the enemy of football fans, really, because I'm going to be the prawn sandwich brigade. I haven't got tickets for the with the Newcastle fans. I'm I'm sat in like the corporate seats because I've just been very lucky and managed to get some tickets there. So I'm not allowed to wear my Newcastle shirt or anything like that. It's a bit annoying, really. So, but it's still going to be amazing. So, I'm oh yeah, that. that's that's amazing. Um, right. So, I mean, uh, Bruno has gone on international duty, and the rumours are not the rumours. He's got two assists in two games, right? And it and the, the kind of the war cry is bring that back to Newcastle, that that confidence, that kind of yes. Bruno at his best. Yeah, I mean, Eddie Howe said this morning in his press conference that he's come back with a bit of a, a spring in his step. And I think, to be fair, Bruno, like I'm, some people might hear that and think, oh, well, why why didn't he have that before the international break? But I think you can tell Bruno really, like, it means a lot for him to, to represent his country. Um, hmm, as like it should, say, yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, this is, let's face it, Brazil are one of the most, like, decorated the teams he could play for internationally and the fact he's starting for them now is is huge and that'll give him a confidence boost give him a feeling of like an example would be some players if they're not starting for the international team they look at their club and think oh do I need to move to play for them but for Bruno he's now broken into the Brazil first team while he's at Newcastle so that's that can give him all the confidence he needs and yeah he got an assist against Bolivia last week do you know what the second assist you talked about so he actually he crossed in for Richarlison who headed in but that goal was actually ruled out um, for offside. Who was it? So, oh, I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I've seen the clip. It's a lovely ball in. But yeah. I suppose that doesn't affect the fact that he put the cross in. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, it just shows what he's what he's still producing. Um, mm. Feel a bit sorry for Richarlison. Another week where he doesn't score, but yeah. Um, but yeah. So so Bruno hopefully comes back. I mean, I think not only the Brazil uh, the spell with Brazil giving him a bit of confidence and a spring in his step, but also it sounds like the contract situation's pretty much sorted now. Um, I know Fabrizio Romano said it last week. George Culkin at the Athletic said it's all done. So I know Eddie Howe didn't confirm it today, but as ever, Eddie Howe will probably only say anything when it's official. So um, so that's another thing that I hope can allow Bruno to just focus on matters on the pitch. I'm, I'm not saying he has been massively distracted, but it does make you wonder if you combine the sort of contract talks on being sort of ongoing for months on end and the little Twitter interaction with NUFC 360, which wasn't exactly ideal you then deleted it and so yeah I really hope I think if there's one player I'd love to see back to the best on Saturday it would be Bruno I think Eddie Howe's already said he's like that difference maker for us and when he's at his best he's like the catalyst for if, if he's for us. back to his best at Hutchinson James's Park we win 
Yeah, so. I mean, I think the same goes for Joe Linton as well because at Brighton, he he didn't look fit, did he? There was a lot of talk through the week that he hadn't really trained much. And normally, Joe Linton's an absolute battering ram. He'll run through brick walls. He'll be the one player giving away, well, either giving away free kicks because he's that physical or just winning the ball back. And he was just a little bit of a passenger, which is not a word you normally associate with Joe Linton. So I really hope both of those guys are back back to the best tomorrow. And obviously, it might be that Longstaff comes in for Tonali, but Longstaff, Bruno and Joe Linton was a, was a trio that worked so well last season. So even though Tonali can be a bit of a miss because he's, he's just so he's got so much quality on the ball, I think we're in safe hands with Longstaff if, if he is going to play. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, another thing Howe mentioned as well when it comes to sort of, um, team selection is he said it's, he's not judging things on this year. Um, sorry, he's judging things on this year, not last year. Saying he's got to be careful that he, he makes doesn't want to make wholesale changes because he doesn't want to try and fix something that he doesn't feel at the minute is broken. But at the same time, he said he won't be overly loyal to players that aren't performing. Um, he said that would be foolish. So, so with that in mind, it makes me wonder sort of if there's players that have haven't been on international duty and, and have impressed on the training ground this week. Makes me wonder could we see someone like I don't know Jacob Murphy if he's had a good week in training or Harvey Barnes. Um, but it's I think it's good to see how not overreact to defeats in terms of suddenly deciding to drop players and make wholesale it's, changes. Well, it's interesting. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I, I, I'm just thinking in my head there. I'm thinking who has been performing poorly. Particularly, isn't there one, one that can particularly stands out? You could yeah. say Al, Almiron's been a bit quiet. You could say. Well, who, well, Bruno's obviously I mean, been not his former self, but he hasn't been bad. Um, so it's a bit odd. I don't know who who we're talking about. Yeah, well, do you know what? I think that's fair because there's so I could look at the say Liverpool and Brighton games, which are the two kind of alarming ones where we the the nature of the defeats were both poor. But if I look at say Liverpool, Gordon was brilliant against Liverpool, but Gordon was poor against Brighton. Um, I would say Almiron, he got a lot of criticism against Liverpool, but we've said a million times if he if his shot that Allison tips on at the bar goes in or if that effort that hits the post in the second half goes in. We're all praising Almiron. But then again, Almiron was anonymous against Brighton. Um, and, and Joe Linton, again, was poor against Brighton. But I thought before Liverpool's late comeback, he was he was brilliant. And we really missed him when he went off. So um, I guess I guess that this situation now is we've got quality options waiting in the wings, the likes of Harvey Barnes, where if a player doesn't perform just for one game, there is a, an argument to say that they get dropped and someone else comes in because that's... That's kind of the way some professional footballers continue to play at their best, isn't it? Because they know there's someone behind them ready to step in. I mean, an example, which we're going to talk about in a second, is that I thought Isaac was poor against Brighton and where he sort of stuttered at a few opportunities he had and, and took too long to, to get a shot off. Wilson came on and straight away scored against Brighton. And I just wonder, that is that an example of someone who could come into the team just from um, just from recent games? Could Wilson, yeah. could Wilson yeah. come in for Isaac? So... I think um, I think Wilson will start against Brentford. I think Isak will play against Milan, but we I agree. can yeah, I agree. we can we can we can make our predictions in a bit. Um and he defended Pope, didn't he, Eddie Howe? He defended Nick Pope after that sort of uh, uh catalogue of errors that led to that goal against Brighton. Yeah, he did. I mean, and rightfully so, really. I mean, as we always say, it's fair to, to sort of be critical and that's the nature of football. But I think overreactions and people start suddenly saying, oh, that's why Pope doesn't get in the England squad. Or I saw an article just yesterday saying Dubravka needs to start against Brentford. And I thought, so you're telling what? me? <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, don't get me wrong. Dubravka's a good goalkeeper. And it wasn't long ago, we were kind of wondering why we signed another one because we thought Dubravka was good. But Nick Pope last season, the joint least goals conceded alongside Man City. He was 
he was he was just brilliant. I mean, he's yes, he has limitations on the ball, but every other part of his his game as a goalkeeper, even coming off his line, he's like a sweeper keeper, isn't he? So, to me, Pope's banked up enough credit to get away with one. Okay, it was a bad performance. There was a couple of errors, but it doesn't even come into my mind that Pope should be under pressure or should be doubting how good he is. Mm. Um, but it's amazing how reactionary some fans are. Um, the best keepers in the world still make mistakes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so and Pope doesn't make that many. No. Uh, so yeah, no, there's no chance I, I would I would sub him out. Uh, anything else the... on the presser before uh, before a quick break? Yeah. So one of the point how made it was a pretty brief one, but I thought it was it was a fair point. Um, so I, I know a lot of people have been slating the midfield balance against Brighton, and it was just all the part, and there was no no one protecting that back four, and, and that the mix between Joe Linton, Bruno, and Tonali doesn't work because people have thought none of them seem to have the discipline to stay back. But one thing Howe said in today's press conference, which I thought was was very true, was that sort of against Villa, it looked like they needed no time to gel. And it was it was just, he said it was a thing of beauty how they all combined and we looked just absolutely brilliant in midfield that all of them sort of worked perfectly together. And then he said, fast forward a few weeks, obviously the opinion now is they don't work together. So he said he won't fall into that trap of sort of overreacting to that. I mean, he does accept that it's a process and they'll take time um, to gel. I mean, just because they were great against Villa doesn't mean we can't, call a spade a spade and say they were poor against Brighton because there was a lack of balance against Brighton but that's going to happen isn't it it's the early days of those three playing in midfield together and um and yeah I think it's a good point from how that you know we can criticize them a few weeks later but we thought we'd, we'd found the perfect blend when we watched them against Villa didn't we so uh so yeah I think it's fair to bring a bit of balance to that midfield debate there yeah okay that's brilliant thanks Ollie let's take a quick break and we'll come back with our predicted 11s the key battles and a match prediction so Ollie, we have touched on uh, a couple of positions that we think are going to be filled uh for the game against brentford with our predicted 11s for example pope is going to be in goal uh but what do you think is there going to be any other big changes you mentioned wilson potentially what, what basically what's your predicted 11 for yeah, so game I... against brentford so obviously Nick Pope, no chance for me that DeBrafco comes in, just absolutely no chance. Um, Trippier right back, I think we'll see Sharp and Botman. It's good news on both, actually. I was worried about Sharp at the start of the international break, but he played for Switzerland in the first game. In the second game, he was an unused sub, so he's fine. I think Botman comes back in. With that in mind, I think Target will drop out and it'll be Dan Byrne back to left back. I think, I think there'd be a temptation to start Lewis Hall for this game, the sort of game you'd want to attack if he was fully fit, but... Howe did say a couple of weeks ago that he was some way off it. And I just think throwing him, throwing an 18 year old, well, he's actually just turned 19, but throwing a 19 year old straight in at St. James's Park and it, what feels like a really big game when we've got a, a kind of tried and tested system of Burn, Botman, Shaw, and Trippier. Um, I think with Hall not being 100% fit yet, I don't think he'll do that just yet, but I think we'll see him off the bench. So the usual back five. I think with Tonali, I think he'll be saved for Milan and there's just no need to take a risk there, especially when we've got Longstaff, who hasn't started yet this season. And we, we, he's just an unsung hero for us, isn't he? We always say he's he's kind of that, sometimes the glue that keeps the midfield together and he, he won't sort of be noticed on match of the day or he won't stand out to a lot of people, but he does a lot of important dirty work sort of on and off the ball. So I think it'll be Longstaff back in for Tonali. I think it'll be Bruno and Joe Linton. And then the front three is the interesting bit because you've got, Gordon, Isaac and Amaron all started last week, but I think there's arguments to say any of those guys don't play this week. So I'm going to say Barnes on the left. I think I've mentioned there Barnes has had a two weeks training with, with Eddie Howe. He hasn't gone away on international duty. I think it's a natural time now for him to get his first start, I think, to give us something different. And 
let's face it, he's a proven Premier League winger. He, his first uh, appearance on the on his debut against Villa, he got a goal and an assist off the bench. So, so yeah, I think Barnes will come in down the left. I think Wilson will start up top. Um, feels a bit weird suggesting that Isaac wouldn't start in such a big game, but Isaac's just started twice for Sweden over the international break. He didn't look his normal self against Brighton. And it's not so much saying Isaac's been dropped and sort of, oh, he's not, he's not been playing well, he needs to be out of the team. It's just he's played twice for Sweden over the break, started both games, and I think he's going to be more suited to playing Milan on Tuesday. So like you, I think Wilson starts up top. And then on the right, it's a tough one, this, because he, se- he seems to always go with Almiron. But I think there's the option of either Gordon playing on the right or Jacob Murphy as well, who is someone that rarely lets us down. So hmm. I'm going to say that I'm going to say Gordon on the right, um, just because I don't think, I think Gordon is very two-footed. He's played on the right a lot for Everton. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if it was Murphy. I know I'm sitting on the fence here, but <laughs> I just think Amron's, I think Amron's wasn't, he was very anonymous against Brighton. I think he's he's just come back from South America where in his first game for Paraguay, he went down with cramp and he looked in a lot of pain. So, I think the likes of Amron and Isaac will be Antonov. You haven't been say. watching Paraguay matches at three in the morning, have you, Holly? I haven't, but I saw updates. I've got to write these articles, okay. you see. So, of no, course, don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. I wasn't there at 3 a.m. <laughs> okay, and good. Paraguay, Peru was nil-nil. So thank God I didn't do that. Um, mm. Although it's sad enough that I know it was nil-nil. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say a front three of Barnes, Wilson and Gordon. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a fact, isn't it, that there's no chance we play the same team on Saturday and Tuesday. So there's going to yeah. be some changes somewhere. So it's just working out where they're going to be. I think I agree with you. Pope, the same back four. Uh, Burn, uh, Shah, Botman, and Trippier, and I actually wouldn't be surprised if that back five plays both. Um, yeah, yeah, I could see. I that. think I just because I'm just not sure what you'd risk changing at the back four against Milan away, and you mm. want a solid platform. And you know, it wouldn't be surprised me if Eddie Howe's thinking, "Let's get a nil-nil, let's get a one-one against Milan away." Um, I know that's negative, but you know, we want to win every game. But it wouldn't be a bad start, would it? And then I think in midfield, yeah, against Brentford, it'll be, uh, I think, again, I think the same as you, uh, Jellington, Bruno and Longstaff with Tonali could come in for, uh, uh, you know, the game against Milan, maybe if he's fit. And then the front three, I think the front three is where things will change. Like you've said, we, we both agree. I think Wilson will start and Isak will play against Milan. Um, and then on the left, I'm going to say... Do you know what? I'm going to say on the left, it'll be Gordon and on the right, it'll be Almiron again. Ooh, and then I think enough. against, I think against Milan, maybe we'll bring Harvey Barnes and let's say yeah, uh, Gordon over to the right or Jacob Murphy in the San Siro. Come on. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, um, you know, you know, I think, I think with your team there, it's keeping the front three pretty much the same. It's just swapping uh, Isaac yeah. with Wilson, which yeah. to be fair, how is it's more likely that Howe doesn't make too many changes. Um, so you might be right with that. Well, well, we'll find out. We'll come back to that and uh, we'll, we'll do that. What are the key battles then against Brentford? Obviously, Brentford, you know, we can say Brentford and a few years ago, it'd be like, Brentford, what? We've got them in the third round of the Carabao Cup or something. But no, they are a proper, proper Premier League team now. Yeah, uh, in Bromo and Wissa causing problems all over the place, scoring all their goals. They've got a good manager, good setup. But yeah, we're good, at home. What are the key battles? Yeah, I mean... It's funny because you always you always think when you think of Brentford, you think of um, Ivan Tony, don't you? But obviously he's banned now until January. So I think the main player that stood out for me when you, when you watch Brentford this season has been Brian and Buemo on the right. And obviously he'd be up against Dan Byrne, who isn't known for his pace. And obviously 
he's, he's sometimes a bit of a scapegoat, Dan Byrne, and people say, oh, he's a weak link, and generally he's done a good job. But I do think, obviously, pace-wise, if we if Mbwemo was to isolate Dan Byrne or make those runs in behind him, it could be that could be a tricky one. So I think I think that's one that I'd be wary of because um, he started the season very well as well, Mbwemo. I know we always mention little bits about fantasy football, but I think he's one of the top-scoring players so far. So he's yeah, he's he been on fire. Um there's another player who people don't really mention. It's always kind of been uh, Visser and Buemo, Tony, but Sharda, I think he's called Kevin Sharda. The, he's playing yes. on the left for Brentford and he's absolutely rapid and he caused us a lot of problems in last season's, do you know that last season's game at Brentford where I think Nick Pope saved a penalty and we ended up turning it around in the second half. Um, uh, yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah, he was yeah, rapid. He's he's someone, I know Trippier is sort of really reliable for us defensively, but isn't really blessed with a massive amount of pace. So, he could have his hands full with Sharda. He's he's someone that I think often doesn't really get mentioned, but he's looked a real okay. threat for them. Um, but yeah, I think they're the main two, really. Yeah, and as you said, I mean, they're on, what, 11 games unbeaten? Yeah, they've um, they've started their season with a few draws. I mean, they they beat, um, sorry, they beat Fulham in their first away game of the season. But aside from that, they've had draws against Brentford, sorry, not Brentford, um, Palace, Bournemouth and Spurs. So they've, um, so yeah, they've won one and drawn three of their opening four games. So it'll be a really good win. I know, you know, it's not going to be an easy win, but if we do, it's going to be a really good win to get us go rolling again. Because Brentford, where did they finish last season? Like eighth, ninth, or something? They had a good season. Yeah, they had a and, good year. Uh, didn't they? Yeah, and they're, they're just a good team. So let's not underestimate them, but let's uh, let's beat them, and then hopefully we come through the other end with no no more injuries, nothing like that, so that we can head over to Milan. Yeah, uh, and and give it our best shot. I mean, AC Milan have got. AC Milan are actually playing Inter Milan, I think, tomorrow. Oh, that's um, good for us. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's the derby in, in the San Siro. Uh, AC Milan at home. I never understand what that means. Does that just mean they get more fans in the San Siro that week? I would think they so. share a ground. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they've got a derby on Saturday. So hopefully that, that tires them out. And then obviously over to, over to Tuesday. So it'll be interesting to see what team that mm. they put out as well. Yeah, that is a good point, actually, that. Because it's one of those where I'm not saying we can take our foot off the gas against Brentford. We can't at all. But... Um, AC Milan are definitely not going to be making changes or going half-hearted against. Well, it's first v second in Milan. Yeah, that's going to be. Mm. And then you, you could even get sort of injuries from there. If there's a few sort of uh, spicy tackles going in there, so you never know. There might be. Yeah, uh, there might even. I mean, I don't want to wish injury on people, but I can't lie. If if I do, if, if Rafa Leao <laughs> pulls a hamstring on on in Rafa Leao, Olivier Giroud, and Christian Pulisic, if they can all just get absolutely clattered, and you know. Yeah. Uh, that would be superb. I mean, nothing too bad, just so it keeps them out for Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, just a little niggle to keep them out of Tuesday. That'll be yeah. me. Yeah. Um, all right, brilliant. Thank you very much. Is there anything more to say, Ollie, before we uh, finish and head on well, to the weekend? I think we were just going to go for our predictions, weren't we? Oh, yeah. Score predictions, of course. Let's. Well, that's yeah. a good way to end. So I, I'm i going to go 2-0 Newcastle, and Wilson's going to get a brace. Nice. Yeah, do you know what? I think Wilson's going to... I mean, another bit of news, actually, we haven't mentioned on the podcast, but... Wilson has just today on Friday signed a, a new one year extension. So he was due has to be he? Out of I didn't even know yes. that. Yeah. So he when's was... he run out now? So it was due, due to be next summer, but it's now going to be in two years' time. So he's he's in contract Good. till twenty twenty five. So Good. so yeah, I think mix that with him getting his first start of the season, I I can definitely say Wilson scoring a couple. I think um I think I think Brentford might score, but I fancy us to get a couple ourselves. I think it'll be three one in Newcastle. Try and take all day long. Positive, positive. I tell yeah. you what, if we took our predictions every week, we'd be top of the league. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, same as everyone, I suppose. All right, thank you very much, Ollie. Have a great weekend. I'll speak to you again on Monday, and everyone will be coming to you from Milan, or I will, uh, on Monday into your ears. But Brentford, let's smash them, right? Yeah, let's get it done.
Right. See, good, uh, goodbye, everyone. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, NUFC Blogcast. You can email us, NUFCblogcast at gmail.com. Get involved. Uh, have a good weekend. Say goodbye, Ollie. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you later. How are the lads? Podcast Network.